to the official Re podcast. I'm your host, Terry, and joining me as ever, Mr. Daryl Saunders. How's it going, mate? Oh, good, good. Art, I'm art, but we're all right. We're surviving. Somehow. Just sat, about. Sat just in about. Front of my fan just all day. That's literally been it. <laughs> I literally just moved out of, out of the way of mine for the first time because I was worried that it was yeah you're going to be picked up on the on the on the pod <laughs> on the record and so I literally as you said that for uh, the mic test I was like yeah get out of the way <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit worried and a bit concerned at the moment Daryl because it's like all my family are like brown hairs other than my my granddad who's ginger and it's like a, a gene thing and my my youngest he he was born ginger and all that, and I'm really worried he's going to catch fire if he goes outside. <laughs> Yeah, so I've got to go careful there. Leave him indoors, bless him. <laughs> Leave him indoors. <laughs> uh, he's actually he's actually starting to go light brown now. I was like, Thank fuck for that. There you oh, go. Fine, a, a woman might a woman might take him in the future. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope uh, for him and, yet. Oh yeah, just about. I mean, he is a lunatic, so maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought like tonight we we're going to have a, a discussion with um, in regards to uh, teams that get promoted and what it's like not starting in the big leagues because most podcasts usually tend to center around the big teams and all that. And myself came up through division two, Daryl, you came up division three, four, four. Four. Yeah. And so also joining us is uh, two other lads who, who've uh, been through the old promotion chase. It's uh Reese Pennell, Sheffield United and Inter Milan manager. How are you doing? All good. Thanks. Ted. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. And also, Andy Young, Malor- real Mallorca manager, um, and Al Borg as well, I think. That's correct, mate. Uh, so How you doing, you right? Oh, I, you know, I almost said Montpellier there, but I was kind of like, did he try no. them? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darryl's Dar- Dar- starting to grip the side of his yeah, keyboard already. I've, I've, already, right, I've, already, I've already muted him. I've already muted him. <laughs> Don't do it. Darryl will make this a long podcast otherwise. Yeah. End recording. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> trying to find his happy place now. Oh, no, 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 let's, not, let's not go China. there. Let's not go there. Yeah, not, not this early. Not this early. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to obviously discuss. Uh, I thought it'd be quite, kind of cool to sort of discuss the, the viewpoint for managers who are in the sort of lower lower divisions and how how you approach the game and and, and stuff like that. I mean. Yeah, Daryl, like with yourself, you started off in Division 4 with Sturm yeah. Prats in 1-2-1. You've got Charlton, I think, I believe, to Division 4 again. Yeah, 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 in Division yeah, 4. Yeah. And Rostov, how, how do you... I think they are. No, oh, Rostov, division... yeah. Are, yeah. are they Division yeah, 4? We're... Yeah, I think they're Division 4 as well. That's, Man, that's, I should really your... try and get, like, a, a big team one day. <laughs> should do. But that's like a... Is that the 1-2-2 challenge, Rostov? Yeah. The challenge with Dave and Fatty. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so how, how do you approach... Yeah, well, firstly, what, why do you take those sort of teams? And what's your approach? Is is promotion massively important to you straight off the bat? Uh, not the first season. So I'm always more of a, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not the first season because it depends what kind of awful you, you take over. But yes, you need to yeah. get up in Division 2 as quick as you can, really, um, in an ideal world with how games are going. I mean, 1-2-1 one, is a little bit different people kind of took their taken their time but i think ideally you want to get into division two pretty much as quick as you can um i take the teams just because there's bigger achievement for me if just a bigger achievement as i say the bigger teams i've i've taken i think i did real madrid once won a cup like first season took Feyenoord, won the league it's just not an achievement for me do you know what i mean whereas taking yep. Sturm Gratz that was utter shite like utter shite, <laughs> um, just feels like a bigger achievement for me, and that's why I do it. Is that is that something something similar for you, Andy? I mean, uh, and another sort of thing is, is I think you've took a, a real Mallorca a couple of times now. Is there any any particular reason behind that? You know what? I mean, I've played this game for a long time now, and for yeah. me, you know, I've always been one one. I'm a tight ass. I don't want to pay out a load of money for a team at the beginning. Mm. One, because I get bored. Because you haven't got the challenge as such. The only the only challenge you really got is to stay relevant. Um, and two, it's I, I think it's that sense of achievement. You 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 pick a team low down in the low leagues, taking them up, taking them through. You know, 
all right, I want, you don't expect to progress season after season, league after league. You don't expect that. But, you know, you get that sense of achievement. Every time you go out, every time you achieve something, um, by taking that smaller team, when you weigh up, you know, the stats I started with Mjolker in 121 were as good mm. as my team in Mjolker in 122. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there was a big gulf on 121 at the start of the game between them top sides and the bottom side. So anything you achieve in that, I think is a greater achievement. Yeah, yeah. true, true. Yeah. And and I think it was kind of interesting as well, wasn't it? Because I, I think uh, I I believe season one, or uh, I think Barcelona won the Premier, and then obviously yep. we had uh, Joey came up with Getafe, won won the league. You've come up for a Vi promotion with Rimalorca, won the league. I came up obviously before you guys, but still came up and won the league. And it, I think it goes to show that you can compete with those big sides. You can win the the big titles, um, e- even with a lesser side. I, I said I said to Amir when Amir was on here, I think we were discussing it last time a while back, and um, mm. I said that it's much better to have taken a lesser team in one two one. We had it far easier than the big teams this time round, which just yeah. how it was set out for me. Like, and I, I'm coming from a small team, it was much easier. Like before, when I think of going into hard formats and stuff, you know, the people with the players, the big bigger players, kind of had more say but i just felt with the way that one two one was set up like the lesser clubs held like more power because of obviously the debt and everything else that the big clubs had and what we put points on and what we swapped so i just felt in one two one i feel that you know us coming up which is why i think when you you probably flew if you did your deals right with bigger teams you would have flown through division four and three i mean you saw me dave and Percy, we flew once we got oh, out of Division much, Four. Week, the three of us were up, up again, you know, Division uh, Division Three, and I only missed out on Division Two because of Andy. So, you know, <laughs> not better. But, at all. No, no, I'm still, yeah, still holding that. I still get my turn when I see Division Two. I still curse him every Tuesday. You know what, um, though? <laughs> but if no, you, I feel that this one, on... lower teams had better, better chance. Yeah, on that one though, if you have to rely on another team to go up, you probably don't deserve it. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, you just had to send your turn, mate. That's all you had to do. That's the only thing this game needs. I mean, I think, I think we both stitched him because I did it to him in the cuff. I didn't even realise he was in the cuff, and I didn't send that part of the turn. Semi-final. Yeah, I felt so bad well. when he messaged me because he was just like. He goes, yeah, you knocked me out of the cup. And I was like, oh, I said, I was like, oh, I got you a win the league. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah he's so happy with like, himself. He was. Oh, we oh. won in the league, mate. I haven't lost. Yeah, I'm I literally got, I went mate. back to that. I went back to that first turn you sent me before I sent your turns for you. And I was like, I was like oh, yeah, shit. Sorry, go Starting on, in one, starting in one twenty-one. Oh, right. When you start on one twenty-one. um and you've got to think, you're starting off, I mean, I started off with 75 points, 300 million pounds. Yes, yeah. Sounds, yeah it, sounds, it sounds like a lot. Mm. But when you start getting into it, if you want a big player, and this is where the, the bigger teams went smart, they were happy to give you the big player, but you had to give them pot. So before yeah, you know yeah. it, we riddled the big teams with pot. So we, we kept them relevant in, in effect. Um, but the, the fun of 121 was starting the low down with a low team, finding them gems, having the money to buy them players, and having the pot to do what you needed, or the, the points to do what you needed with players to, to make yourself relevant. You know, yeah, you yeah, built that the, team, you designed that team. Cashing the points that I started with, it wasn't just, yeah, the, uh, yeah I could snap up a, a few big teams like players, I managed to get Suarez in. It only cost me one pot player, mm. but Suarez made a huge difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. It yeah. was game-changing. And then when I managed to swap him on, I swapped him for something that was, again, game-changing at fullback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, he, yeah. he really was, like, the transition. I got him in early. I swapped him on when I needed to. And, you know, I'm still playing them fullbacks that I swapped yeah. him for. Do you know what I mean? See, I'd done, I done the same thing with Mjolka. I'd done a deal with Amir. Gave him a young pop player. Wasn't great as a position I never played. Added pop, made him relevant for him. And I got in Cancelo. And that's, that's where Mule that's sort it. of grew from because I got Cancelo in. He went up as soon as I signed him properly. Um, then suddenly he was worth more money. I swapped him on then for two players. 
and before you know it, I started yep. expanding. Yep. And uh, see, that's that's the bit more of my approach in one two two. Like one two one, it was like my usual thing, which was like developing sites. Um, yeah. I, I didn't. I, I didn't do a great deal of wheeling and dealing until probably season three. Then I started realizing, well, this ain't working, that ain't working. I yeah, I think halfway through season ten, I, uh, two, I needed, I knew I needed that wing back position to, because obviously the the current meta at that time, not so much meta yeah. within the game, but just what was that with yeah, with the ten speed wingers, everyone was bombing on there, and um, yeah, I, I sort of changed it up from there and. But uh, passing it to to you, Reese. I mean, like you, you're um, an, an interesting case. I'm not sure. Is this is this your first game in UE, or have you been in a few others? Um, yeah, I've been in a few others. I started in well, yeah. it was years ago actually, when I was a teen with my old man, and um, I think it was game eighty one. So I had, oh, wow. um, I think it was Dusseldorf, the German side. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was the only team available at the time. I think, and my old man started the game with Dortmund. Um, so yeah, I just want to try and go in the same same sort of league as him and try and build up. But yeah, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. He was a lot better <laughs> then. Yeah, but um, it's interesting coming back because I think I come back in one twenty. That's what I was going to yeah, ask go you because I mean that that change from eighty just because obviously I think you're going to lead into it. So it'd be interesting to get your take on it. Like I think it was something me and Daryl touched on in the last podcast. What's that change like for you from? game 80 to 120 because obviously you've got the ue points you've got the karma you've got the essays what what was that like for you um yeah it was it was massive difference i think i i don't you you guys have touched on it before actually i think maybe the essays were kind of hidden before they might they might have been there but then were they hidden i, I don't know but yeah coming into it i think like essays now for me is well i'd say more important than the pv of players like just seeing the difference and like trying to think of an example is uh, an anchor man I've got at Sheffield at the minute. So I signed him for cash. He was on the transfer list, I think. And um, I think he was a 34 PV, 100 away. He's got rail in debt and, and he's, I think he's seven judgment. But like yeah. last season, he played, just going through my old turn, um, played 19 and his average rating was 86. And he's oh, like, that's not bad. Yeah, he's like 35 PV. But I think that I think what I try to do is look at the untrainables and the essays and then and then kind of play my tactics around those players. Or if I can bring the players in that complement the tactics I want to play, mm. I don't think it necessarily matters of the PV. Um, and even with that 86% for the season, he had two red cards in there as well. So he would have had shit ratings in those games. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you you would be more interested in like a player with say, say like let's let's say two players both ninety OA. One's a an older player, thirty seven PV playmaker, and the other's thirty four with seven judgment PV. Uh, but he's got composure and something else, another essay. Would the the two S, the dual essay playmaker suit you more? Would you would you have more preference for that, or would you? Would, would that be fair to say then, or or would the PV actually come into play then? No, I think I'd go with yeah, I think I'd go with the um the essays and the untrainables. Like mm. trying to compare with Vosclair as well in one two two. Like I've, I think that's the first game I've I've started with the team from the beginning. Um, yeah. So it's interesting trying to to build your own team, whereas like in in one twenty one and one twenty, I've been taking other people's teams on. Um. But yeah, I'm just I'm I'm clear on the way I want to play, and I'm just yeah. trying to bring the right players in to complement that. Um, and yeah, not necessarily looking at. Um, so for example, like if it's a centre mid, you know, I I think I'd rather take a lower PV that has got higher judgment or higher vision, because the way I want to play is like a possession based game. Um, ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to tailor around, yeah, the way I want to play rather than just signing any of the big names or like, you know, the big PV players. You love that. Yeah. I do the I same. I do, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the way I play. I know the way I want to yeah. play. And that's what I aim at. That's all I do. Yeah, you've you know? always been I've very, always been very like that. Yeah. strong like whether on it how works you or not, but I've just like, I've decided that... Like a, 
my head's gonna like an identity this, isn't you know? it yeah i think so but, and yeah. sometimes it works sometimes it won't some people would have figured it out sometimes i can twist it just a little bit like i've got three three or four i've got four versions of the same thing pretty much now you know that i can yeah because i think with this game before it was very everyone knew i would play one way so for 121 as i say i've got four versions that i kind of feel comfortable about that kind of cover all bases against opposition that I'm facing at the minute. You know, I think if I got into Division 1, it'd probably have to be a different approach. But yeah, like four versions. But just like Reese, like, I know the type of player that I want. And to be honest, at Sturmgratz, bar maybe a left winger, I pretty much got Yeah, yeah. I say same. I mean, like, I, I suppose even as someone, I do change things up quite a fair bit, like the tactical information. But the identities there, I like to play with pace and movement that's sort of how i build my team like with reese there saying like you know um with playing possession football um i i noticed with you andy when you had Mallorca, it was sort of like counter-attacking football it was um like again like with bags of pace i mean you had the, the full backs the, the, i think you had 10 speed uh i think maybe even a 10 star striker up top um yeah. wide forwards and they, it was just brutal um and it's it, but it's interesting to see like everyone's got like an identity uh, a way they want their their teams to play but um, see the thing is you look at my team oh, when sure. you say counter-attacking yeah you know I, I never played counter-attacking football i always played to keep possession and dominate games it's just that uh, i had the right stats in the right places and i think this is the problem with 121 and this is why i like what he done with 122 in the fact of People had so much focus on untrainables. Mm. And, you know, I, I've always tried to build a team. I, I initially start with a PV, you know, and I look yeah. at the, the stats that are relevant to the players. Um, and then obviously now with the SAs in the game, I think SAs, as Reece said, they're probably more important than anything else. So I, I now try to build my team around PV and SA. Um, and if I can pick up players that have got better untrainables, great. But if it's an untrainable for me that I don't feel is relevant, um, I wouldn't say I'm not going to sign a player because he's got, I don't know, a five on his vision. Doesn't make a difference to me. He's a centre-back. Oh, great. Why does he... Yeah, Why yeah. He... Like, for me, I've, I, was, I think I said on a podcast years ago, like, there's always one of the three, I think, in certain yeah. positions that I can overlook a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I don't really like yeah. going under seven, like maybe just for my OCD. But I think yeah. for every position, there's one of the three that you can take a knock on. Like, so if you've got two of the three that you're happy with in a slight, like, certain position, yeah. You know, as you say, like a vision on a centre-back isn't the, a deal breaker for me i mean i think for my no. own i'd like it to be seven obviously perfect world but if it meant i was getting a really good center back i could overlook it slightly for a bit do you know what i mean and i think i think where as i said where the way 122 has gone where you've kind of got that 26 cap let's face it how many footballers out there are perfect like completely perfect where you've got nines tens on there, 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 there isn't really anyone. Everyone's got a weakness somewhere in their game. You know, yours is, yours is and... sending turds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but everyone does have a have a weakness in their game. So these nine nine nines, you know, ten ten tens, they are. Some let's face it, isn't it? It is, and so by doing what he's done and going to the twenty six, I think it's it's making people reconsider their approach. But George, it, um, it is one for you guys to debate then, a controversial one. I, I'd like to see a game where you can't up a player's PV stats. Uh, not PV stats, untrainables. Like, I, I don't like the whole up a player's speed and, and aggression. If they're 10 speed, they're 10 speed. If they're 9, they're 9. If they're 8, they're 8. Like You've got anticipation now for centre-backs with slow speed. Mm. You don't, don't need, you know, that, should, that should cover it. You don't need to be... I think... It just takes away a bit out of the game. I mean, because you get like three, four seasons into a game and you're up against nine, ten speed. Like my, my, uh, you can see it, my sport in Lisbon side, I won the title. And it's pretty much because of the pace sort of gave ten me speeds a everywhere. Like, Ten speeds everywhere. My, my, all, all four of my back line, including centre backs, were ten speed. My backup yeah. was ten speed. Uh, four, all four of my strikers were ten speed. 
It was. See, funny yeah. enough, I've done the same in 122 now. So my, both my wing backs are 10 speed. Same one as. of my centre backs are 10 speed. <laughs> both my forwards are 10 speed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've done the same now in that sort of mould where I've tried to put as much speed in as possible. Yeah. And I've looked at, as Daryl said, you look at one when you think, well, I don't necessarily need that so much. Yeah, so I've, I mean, I looked at my centre backs and I thought, well, I can drop slightly. I think it's sort of like something me and Daryl talked about before. It was like the karma player things. Like for me, the untrainable things, it's it's very similar to like the karma player thing that Daryl, and I, I like the way he phrased it, which was, it was, I, I think if I get this right, Daryl, was like you said, like you don't like it, but if it's there, you're going to use it. Yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to, yeah. no, I'm not going to protest and not have it. My goalkeeper right now exactly. is in one two one. No, my karma goalkeeper is the best keeper match rating in the league in Division yeah. 2. Do you know what I mean? Like, so why would you been, not use it? Like, literally, exactly. as as when I put him in, I went 15 games unbeaten from the time that that karma keeper started. And probably from that time, from that run, I've been pretty solid. You know, I've been top five every season minimum. Well, top four. I don't think I've been out of the top four. Do you know what I mean? He didn't get promoted last season, though, did he? No, you fuck. <laughs> you shit ass. Wait till I'm gonna. Where, uh, what leagues are you in? I'm coming. I'm gonna come and fuck up all of your leagues. I'm coming to. Where's Alborn? I'm gonna come. Who's gonna take you? Wait. Next game, I can take. I can take Helsingborgs, and I can fuck up your season there. Where else are you? <laughs> Next game, Daryl. We'll, we'll, I'll take we'll Lisbon. I know Terry's around. built a decent team. I'll fuck up your season there as well. <laughs> no, we all gone now. Oh, have they? Well, Lazio then. Lazio yeah. will have a decent. What is it? Steve left. He got Lazio promoted and left. Savage. <laughs> oh dear. Oh my god. No, so, I'm a. Yeah. I, I think next game, Daryl. What I'll do is we'll, we'll pick a division four. We'll both jump in it. Yeah. All right. Um, and then and, and I'll let you get revenge on me. Right, I might thanks. be down for that. I might be down for that. Come tell you. Yeah, yeah. It will go through. We'll, we'll have to have the second pickings of Terry, though. No, 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 no. Sorry, no, no. sorry that. Ben. I can't that have that quiet. one. I can't have I'll that keep one. real quiet on that one. I need a 10-speed <laughs> striker to start with, mate. Sorry. You'll, you'll get an email from Ben Ben saying, this is the 10th team I've sent Terry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't sent the other two because that's the you know, two that no, you, it, you took. The, the funny thing was though is so what was it, it was sparta prague was the one ben said so like i didn't even i don't think i even applied for one two one and i got like the emails like yeah would you like yeah, to he be sent it out yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Upton didn't apply yeah and he yeah, got I, sent a I think so i think so and i was just like yeah yeah we'll have a look at a team and he sent me uh, sparta prague and it actually had some decent players but they were all old and it was just that was actually more the problem for me it was nothing to do with the pace or anything like that it was there was no one i could swap on like, I, like all the good players were like in their you know they like they're free now you should take them they're fourth actually oh, in division oh. three look at that it's not even terrible you should take them now that's what you should do oh, oh yeah come back to them. come back to lazarus yeah do the full circle and then you can shut me up you'd be like listen i made them great now fuck off won the title with Sparta. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah took them over correctly <laughs> oh, oh my dear. god uh, just jumping back to you though, Reese. Uh, uh, something I, I, I thought was interesting because Daryl sort of uh, talked about you a fair bit on the podcast, um, sort of like season two, season three of how. Although I think season two you got relegated. I think you took over from Mako and uh, Mako struggled. He went into the game. He, he didn't really send turns and stuff, and and dipped. And and I think you just came in. A li- I think you would have saved him. We, we um, said about it. That was the only reason yeah, that yeah. Southampton didn't get relegated last year was only because Reese took him on too late. If Reese had more time, nothing, he would have caught him. Nothing to do with missile being shot. Nah, uh, <laughs> Reese would have caught him. He was doing shit. No, yeah, we spoke a lot. Like I remember because that Sheffield United team had just got left behind. Like yeah. nothing against Mac, a great manager, great at the game, really nice guy. He just didn't get into it, and that team got left behind. It was an utter shambles, and you spun that team. But literally within a week, it felt like they just started winning. Yeah. You know, I remember that. That was that was the end of season one. Was season it? two was it? That's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, season two, yeah. Has it has it been nice though to sort of like to see it turning around? Obviously you had a bit of a shaky start, but um you seem to have done the business there and turned it around. I think the I think the key thing was just trying to change the like the morale of the team. I think I think in season one they didn't win a game. 
Um, yeah. It's like when I first took them over. There were some decent players in it, to be fair. Um, but they were all just depressed and like, you know, no no motivation or anything. Um, so then I think I just had to try and cut, like cut all the shit ones out and then just talk to the players. I think it's been mentioned before how, how big that yep. is, I think. Massive. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, so I talk to players every week now. Um, and then just like little things like managing reserves and youths and trying to bring players through and stuff. Um, and then like not being afraid to swap out the big players as well. So I think it was, who did I have? I think it was Rabio. I think he's at Man City now. That's right. Yeah. Quality player. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he was 38 or 39 back then, so he's probably, yeah, even probably better now. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I got I think I got four players for him, so I got two decent first-team players and then just two reserve players that I could kind of bring through, both young as well. Um, yep. I think that was with Richard, Richard Webster when he was at West Ham. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, just trying to, trying to bring some players in and, like, put my stamp on the team and I think I got a win after... I think it was four, three or four turns. Um, nice. But yeah, it is good to see now that you know, obviously it went down, but come come back up in the in the first like full season in charge, and then yeah, trying to challenge for it now. We we only missed out on um, promotion last season by two points in the end. Oh. Um, yeah, it's gutted because I think <laughs> who went up? Who's got Crusaders? Is it Gary? Yeah, muscles. Gary, yeah, muscles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's really hard to break down. I, I think I don't think I've ever beat him. I think he's beat me five times. Um, wow, yeah, yeah. but if yeah, I yeah. if I got like you know at least one win, or if I didn't lose two of those games, I might have won up instead of him. So it's yeah, really annoying. <laughs> but you know, you, point, imagine actually, imagine going up though if somebody else had sent their turn. You know what I mean? Imagine. <laughs> oh, here we go. Fucking hell. I opened up so our so one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, you know what's I, I wouldn't mind so if they got slapped. If Montpellier had got slapped that game. But it finished 2-2 <laughs> and Genk had scored in like the 89th minute. And I know damn well if Andy had, to be fair to him, he did say if he had known, if I had told him in the week, like, can you can you please put out a team? Slipped in the yeah. turner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, they drew 2 2 anyway without him sending the turn that you could have easily done him. And I'm just, I'm bitter. I, I think what worries me is some of the points you dropped throughout the season, mate. <laughs> what? This, oh, I didn't, oh, just didn't, just one didn't drop into a win. Didn't drop one any loss against into a you, draw. did I? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a draw in both, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a draw. I think we always drew. We were the only teams that went out attacking, weren't it? I think it was. <laughs> Do you actually, Darrow and Andy, do you actually, I mean, obviously, like, um, uh, Reeves was saying there, like, Gary potentially, Muscles potentially his, his bogey side. Uh, do you guys have a, a, a bogey side or a sighted, like, sort of, sort of like that? That's always, always a nightmare to play. Um, Andy was always tough. Like, but I, we only played two seasons, I think. Yeah. Um, no, one season, wasn't it? Yeah, just one season. Them two games... Very difficult, but no, not with Gratz really. I can't say there's anyone. Uh, Percy probably. Lockerin have always been a challenge. Um, the, first, the first couple of seasons for me was probably PA okay. Because oh, he had a good side. Well, on paper, my my, yeah. my team should have done better, but I was struggling with the fact of the four four two or the as it was the four five one. It was. I didn't have the speed in the right places and I was just getting dicked over by his wingers. As soon as I corrected that, it started to swing into my favour. Mm. Um, and, I, and I think a very, the very first season, or the first two seasons, was obviously... Um, oh, God, who was it? Adzawada up top. It was like... He was my oh, nemesis at um, that time. He just... Um, oh, it was Rob Fallon. No, Rob Tanner was managing um, Sal Gueros. Sal Gueros, yes, yes, yes. And he He's had Zawada up top, and he was just He's completely unplayable. No matter what you yeah. did, a beast. you couldn't counter him. He had 10 speed, he had 10 strength, 10 heading, and that was at the end of yeah. season one. He was insane, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, there I was just no I, counter for him. i trying to think who mine were. I, I, I don't. I don't think I've had like a massive losing run against anyone. I, I you know, probably opposite. Sometimes I've had some good records against some some managers. 
but I, I'd say probably Martin Banks is probably the that's the one that makes me think the most. Uh, and yeah, I've told him that. Yeah, before. Percy's I, the same. Makes you think more than yeah, anything. Yeah, makes you. And you yeah. know what? They're the games I enjoy playing. Like you really got to think about what you're going to play because you have to think what he can play. And Martin's one of those ones. He always builds a side where he can play six or seven different ways, like different formations, different tactics. He can do what he wants, and he and he's smart because he'll do little things like um like before he plays, you know, he might like chuck an SA on someone or something. Do you know what I mean? Really throw a fucking spanner and all works. He's a nightmare. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I think I lost six games in the first three seasons. Mm. And looking back, I lost two to Sagueros, two to PAOK. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they, they were the, the troubling teams. But, yeah, six league games I lost in the first three seasons. Yeah, I think and that was... Me and Martin, it's been like, I think I'm, I think it's over 2-1 to me on wins or 2-all. And I don't think God knows how many draws. Near enough every time it's a draw. Martin's always, always a yeah. tough manager. He's always yeah, a tough I mean, one to play. I think, I think season two, season three, I think we, we drew like four games out of four because we literally every time like we would second guess each other and then just counter each other out. And have like goalish think, draws or one-all draws, something like that. it's really mental. I think with Martin as well, you've got to kind of expect the unexpected because I mean, yes. one of the games I played against him last season, the first game I played against him, I'd been keeping an eye on what he was playing. I'd, you know, I, I was all over it, and then he completely played something completely different, and it threw me completely. And I was like, oh, "How the hell has that worked?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good way to be. I think it's a really good way to play the game. I I, I loved it. I think in one two one I played a, a three five two, uh four five one, but without any wide players, like no wingers. I played a four five yeah. one and, and made it work. You know, I've got a win with that. Uh four three three, all sorts. Four four two. various various sort of formations. Was the four five one with a couple of free rolls? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I did uh, two wing backs, two centre backs. Two anchor men, two free roll, a uh, playmaker or a centre mid. You're just making it up two. as you go along. That's uh, and, a ta- and a target man. At least you Sorry? said your ten, Cal. At least you said your ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you said that, because eh? I tried that against Joey, I think, when I was in um, Division 2. I think I, I started with Sevilla. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, it, did, it didn't really work. I lost 2-0, and I think it sent at the bottom that it, we were too narrow, but then... Yeah, it, yeah, you learn from it, that. It, I don't it, know. It, it definitely works, but you. It does work. You have to, that's it. You have to use it. It like certain tactics and certain formations are only work against certain things. Like that four-five-one, it was it was a gamble. It worked for me in this one particular game. I tried it, and it was a gamble because I took it on. Uh, I took on a side that I was hoping and expecting would play narrow too, so I didn't have to worry about the width getting done on the wings. That was that was the logic behind it. So it was just basically flooding the midfield. And having tons of creativity. Yeah. Sorry, Andy. Got to pick your battles wisely. Do your homework. Yeah, that, that's what it was. And do you know what it was? I think if I remember rightly, it was a cup game, so I didn't really give a shit. It was just like I think me and whoever it was, both. I think it might have been Martin actually. I think we both fielded like essentially a second string, and it was just a bit of fun. But I kind of had a feeling he might go uh, wing backs uh, and keep it narrow. And I thought, well, I don't have to worry get getting stung down the flanks so we just went for that but uh yeah i mean it was it was it was an interesting test but i wouldn't i i need it needs more testing because i haven't tested it against someone like martin like i said martin played a complete second string if i, if I remember rightly but um yeah but uh moving on anyway i mean like uh going back to you again reese i mean what would some some managers tend to want to give up when they get relegated what uh how how do you keep your your head in the game and and not um, get disillusioned with bad results and stuff like that because, like I said, a lot of guys would normally quit. Um, you see it quite often that they're you know, a couple of weeks before the end of the season, they're about to get relegated, they'll jack it in, or, or you know, just after they get relegated, they'll jack it in. Now, how, how do you stay motivated? Um, I just see it as a challenge. I think when I took them first over, I didn't plan on keeping them for long, I just wanted to try and keep them up. Um, yeah. And then obviously when it started to turn, I almost kept them up and then went down. I was like, oh, actually, I'll, I'll just carry them on and see if I can get them back up. Um, so I think, yeah, I've done 
I think where I haven't started one to one from the start, I'm just looking at teams and thinking, oh, that's that's a challenge. I'll try and keep them up. Um, similar to what I did with, I think I had Tromso for a bit as well. I had them for a season. Um, I think took them over in the bottom three and managed to to get them towards the mid table. Um, but yeah, I didn't didn't really take them over with the, you know, the plan of keeping them for long. Um, oh, fair play. Yeah, but then like yeah, like I said, I could I could see the work that I I did and managed to turn it around and just fancy keeping them. Um, but now I'm looking at, like I said, within um, I've never really managed in the Champions League because I've never really had a you know like a Premier League side or anything like that. So I'm seeing that as a challenge now, and that they're kind of getting more of my time. Yeah, um, yeah I just wanna I, I'm not 100 percent sure what I'm gonna do with Sheffield yet. I think it, I think like you said in the past, like when you've when you've achieved something, like I've I've obviously managed to get him back up now. It'd be nice yeah. to get him up again into the prem, but it's like, you know, I've I've set out what I wanted to achieve. So I'm kind of like, oh, do I want to try and go again or not? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. You you know, done amazing, mate. You have done amazing. It'd be nice nice to see you, yeah, you know, see you do it, go up again. That'd be really cool. And, and speaking of which, I, I I think we're gonna have a quick chat tonight about um second divisions in the um in the leagues, in the game, and um you know no better place to start than your your own league there, um Reese with uh, UK Division Two. Uh, I just chucking this to you, Daryl, because I think it's a team we've mentioned so many times on the pod, and how surprising, like just the name and then you know how well they've done, but Matt Mears with Edinburgh. Yeah, absolutely no, doing great team. bits, and he from Division yeah, Four, yeah. yeah, all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they've been a great team, and they seem always to have been at the top, there or thereabouts. You know, he's um great team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've mentioned him loads. Yeah, and such an unsung, well. such an unsung manager in the game. Yeah, he's done terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely has, definitely has. Who who would you say there, Reese? Though is that you're like, who would you? like top three, like sort of discounting yourself for a minute, who would you think is likely to go up? Uh, tough really, because they're all, there's some really good managers in there and obviously still full. Um, yeah. I probably would have, I, I'd agree actually with Matt because he's always there about, like I think he finished. Mm-hmm. Um fifth or sixth last season and, and like neither of us were far away um, I think Brad's always in with a shout I think he's got a really solid side there at York yeah yeah, um, yeah they are actually Dun- really good like, yeah yeah I, I'd even say Dundee like you know what side fight he built there and then oh, incredible side yeah I'm telling you, someone like Gibbo taking that over he's yeah yeah was it and yeah Andrew yeah yeah I think it's I think it's Andy Robinson wasn't it I don't think it's huh? oh it's Robinson Dundee United oh yeah and, yeah, yeah Andy Robinson still <laughs> yeah equally beast mode isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. It's it's still you see Atalanta side in, in um I, I've said it for ages it's Atalanta side in, in the southern is is a really tough team to beat oh yeah really they're solid. Tough. I always said if Dundee United you know, had a decent mm-hmm. manager, they'd do well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I gotta be honest, one one person I always struggle against, and I'm surprised he's down there at the minute, is um Rangers, Stephen. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Steve yeah. Andrew, yeah. Yeah, really, very Like huh? you said with Martin, it's like quite unpredictable with tactics, like he changes a lot each week till yeah. he's playing. So then I always find it difficult against him because I'm trying to sat and guess what he's going to play. Uh, I'm really surprised by him and Johnny Barr because Johnny Barr had a great season last year. He just missed out on promotion. I think um, Johnny Barr's lost interest because he messaged me maybe, about yeah. asked if I wanted him. Yeah, that's what I wondered because to me, it's, it's he's, he's a good manager and I see him in one, two, two. He's still a good manager. It, it, it did completely smack of someone who's just probably not sending turns, not bothered. He is basically there. I mean, I've spoken with Johnny. He's asked if I wanted yeah. to take Arsenal over. Um, yeah, he's a good lad. I like Johnny. I think he's 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 just hit a point now, and I think he's his last season was a bit deflating for him because he was yeah. so close. Very, very. I think. Very I, think I think even even halfway through the season, like he was top of the league by about 
I think it was like six or seven points, and he wasn't sending his turns then. I know yeah. that feeling. I think it, yeah, I think he had three or four weeks. <laughs> so does Daryl. Keep winding him up, Bruce. Winding me up. Fuck the rats. Are you serious? Hey, I'll be fine with the Welshman job. as well. It's the Welshman that keeps <laughs> dropping all the fucking. Non-sending of turns. <laughs> Shit house and you know, I love it. In all seriousness, I was at that point with Mjolka. I was quite far ahead and I just, I'd lost interest. Come the Christmas break, I'd lost interest and I wasn't sending my turns and you just, they oh, just shit. hit free. sending your turns. Fuck it up. <laughs> Fucking knew that. Yeah, I, Payback I for uh, blame me for the DMA. I think a few of, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the DMA. Oh, Fuck God bless Nate. What a legend he is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, moving on anyway, we'll go to the uh, Western Second Division here where uh, Leon are top, uh, followed by Monaco and Graz. I mean, Leon team. Harold. I have no idea why. <laughs> I'm third. Thank you very much. I don't know why I had no, that Leon team doing? is in the Second Division. Is it crazy? Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, I'm looking at we'll that. Be, I'm looking it's at a very good team. Filth. Yeah, that Leon team is madness. I'm Mukalali. like, Arthur. Milinkovic, Savic, Mariano. Oof. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, some players there. Some players there. Utter Phil. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a disgusting team. It's such a good team. And we'll walk this league, I think. Nothing against any of us in it. But just madness. Just, this, this could be a tough one for you, though. Because, I mean, like, obviously, yeah, you've got just will. behind you, Percy. Mm-hmm. you got Percy. Just above you, got Gibbs. Robert Gibbs. He's, yeah, he's a yeah. quality manager. Stuart, a lot of good doing well at Freiburg. Uh, Liam's yeah, done really well yeah. at Vienna. Um, the Hamburger team that I beat this week, he can't be sending his turn because the team is so good. Um, but yeah, they weren't that difficult to beat. But there was a master t- t- tactic pick, so I, I don't know what's happening there because that Hamburger team, I was I was afraid because I'm like Jesus Christ, this is the level that I'm playing now. You know is. Is crazy. Mm. So I thought, first of all, maybe he didn't send it, but or maybe he's just having a tough time. Like, because I, I don't know. I'm sure I've been in games where Gavin's done really well. So I don't know. But yeah, it was a, a, a tough win this week. Um, but yeah, we'll try. We'll give it a go. We've got a good team too. I say that and I'm like, oh my God. Like my t- I know my team is decent too. Do you know? So yeah, it'd be tough though. There's a lot of good managers in this league, you know, still with really good teams that, but Leon is it's nasty looking. They're nasty looking. Could be an important game this week between uh, Lockeren and um, Rapid Vienna. Very. You know, because like it's if the they can doors. even draw and I can do something against the Lewis Rejects. You'll build a little gap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Lewis making a gap. Yeah, I don't blame Liam for any of Ix's problems. It's still all Lewis. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> And uh, moving to the second division, uh, I'll, I'll chat this over to you, Andy, because obviously this is one yeah, both of us came through. Um, yeah. Brescia's had a hell of a couple of seats. Yeah, a whole hell of a game of 1-2-1. One, one. He's, he's you know what, Tony, multiple times. he really struggled the first season. Um, the first season, he, he, he was struggling. And then all of a sudden, it just started to click. Um, I, he, he, he should walk that league. Looking at the teams in it, you know, Nafe's had a slow start. Um, obviously, Juve have been floating around there for the last, well, since last season as well. But when you look at the teams in there, it's nice seeing uh, Nafe finally picking up some results. Yeah, and he's, he's so loyal to that Sociedad yeah. team as well. And he's, like, really he's still got struggled. some base Sociedad players. Like Zubeldia, yeah. the defender, and the top midfielder, the Yazabal are dead players IRL. So he's tried to obviously yeah. keep to as much as Sociedad as, as he can. So, yeah, it's good to see him finally doing well. To be Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to look beyond Brescia. What, what Toby's done there is, you know, is fantastic. He's built a really good team. He's got his tactics set out perfectly. He's made himself very difficult to beat. I mean, look, he's not conceded uh, uh, a goal. He's scored nine already. Yeah, and he, yeah. I, mean, I mean, last season was just bizarre, wasn't it? I, I think it's the only time I've, uh, we've mentioned it before on the podcast, our only team I've ever seen not win the title but go and beat them. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. And yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just, and that's like the old adage in football, isn't it? It's like just how crippling draws can be. But that, after yeah. four games, to have not conceded a goal. It just Brilliant. shows that the hard work is now paying off. Yeah. 
do you think um uh chuck it back to you daryl um like nate nathan seems to be you know getting back into it a little bit um nathan callow with tondella yeah. do you think i mean he's... he could turn, turn around with tondella yeah his squad is good enough and you know yeah. we've we've and seen he, that tondella team well. yeah we've seen him when he needs to go on a run he's he's got it done do you know what i mean so we can yeah. get his focus then yes he's certainly not out of it but yeah you wouldn't look past pressure for any of it and once Nafe is now maybe a bit more settled Nafe will always be tough he's a good manager when he uh when he yeah. sets there but yeah he's not out of it at all the one that's did toby swap is... oh sorry go on, go on race sorry did toby swap um tonali as well Ooh. No, I think he kept Tanali. No, the I think you got him, really. Yeah, I don't think he swapped yeah. Tanali. I know you'd expect Tanali to be in the, that list of uh, top midfielders. Not yeah. in there. Yeah, he's not in yeah, there. Maybe. Maybe. maybe he did. Maybe, maybe finally someone Ooh. broke him down. Do you know what's crazy? Offered him the world. Do you know what's crazy, though? He's conceded no goals. He doesn't have one defender in the top list. I know, right? That, do you know what? That's that the second best keeper. Thing. The second best, not See, even the top. <laughs> This was something. Do you remember when we talked about this, Daryl? Like with with Faddy, because he was sort of there was like a big talk about uh, players in those lists and all that. And I was just like, well, I I just won the league title. I I never had a top goal scorer. I had like two players in in all of the lists. I'd never had the highest match ratings or uh, you know, yeah on those worldwide stats things. I never had any of the OAP no. highest OPV. Never had any of that but one titles. Yep. Mm. And, and I think it goes to show. I think if you if you're savvy. If you're if you're tactically savvy and you you're on the ball with tactics and and changing it up and and suiting to play who you're playing, um, it can be really important. It can re- really change change yeah, the outlook no, of a can, game. Can indeed, yeah. I don't, you know, I look at it more as a base for something for us to talk about who's playing well. I don't, yes, I don't worry yes. about being in there in the league I'm in. You know, I never really look no. because. Like I'd I, love it. You know, there, but... I walk. I, you know, you could walk your league and not have anyone in there. You won the league yes last year. You know, hardly yeah. anyone in the list. You know what I mean, and it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't a deal breaker. You know, so no. Yeah. No, it doesn't bother me. I, it, you know, if someone says like, you know, do you want to win a title and have and have no one in the list or win nothing and have all your players like, you know, yeah, your whole team being basically team of the season sort of thing, you know, in that sort of thing, I'd I'll take the title. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and moving on to uh, the Eastern pre- uh, Second Division, sorry, uh, we got like Luke Luke Mathis there leading leading the charge with Ruben Kazan, Gavin Rees, another one. Uh, that's he's a breeze well. side. He's done. He's done so well. He's done with well. It. He came in late side. and he's turned around. Yeah, it was late yeah. as well. And I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. Nobody team. Do you know what? Probably not starting with never much, heard. Do you know what I, mean? I genuinely have never heard of him before. <laughs> it sounds like a, a like a Polish version of Febreze. Do you know what I mean? It's just I just never heard of it before. Do you know what though? Seeing Luke at the top with Ruben Kazan, won four, lost none. When you got to think, Ruben Kazan were a team that had a very good team and got absolutely ripped apart when uh, Johnny Barr left them and moved over to Arsenal. They got torn apart. They had some mm-hmm. very good players, and I yeah. think like the their main centre back is now at Brescia. Um, you know, and and they did. They got torn to pieces. So to be able to turn around, it's taken them a bit of time, but to turn them around and get them back into a position where they're, all right, it's early days, but they're challenging. He's done a very good job. Do you, do you think there's an issue there with that, with with um, with managers leaving teams, and then someone will come in, and um, I do wonder if it's like these managers who are taking second and third team, they're a bit deal happy. It's just like deal, yeah, deal, I think deal, deal every weekend, and, and yeah, and it just ruins it. It ruins the balance of a game. I I find because yeah, you're one minute you're playing a team who like say last season you played them, they were really hard to beat, and then the next season yeah they swapped like ninety percent of their players and, you, and you're creaming three 0 and they're going to get relegated. It's a bit, yeah. it's a bit sad. It's not often you see someone take over a side midway. Other than someone like yourself, Reese, I mean you've took over a team and and turned it around quite well actually. So I think Reese was quite lucky because when Reese took him on, I think you know the the team that the Sheffield United started with, there was still a lot of that core group of players still there. Mm. So he had yeah, they've just work. kind of been left behind. He had yeah, something yeah. to work with. Yeah, but they were they were you know other teams had evolved 
much. You know, a whole season he was behind basically on any kind of decent deal. Yeah. You know? So what what Reese has done, he's done very well, but he's done it in a different way. Yeah. Is that something you'd agree with, Reese? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it was it was completely different, like taking Sheffield over as it was to like Tromso, for example, because I think. Whoever had him before me built a really good squad. It was just the fact that they were unmanaged, that they were down near the bottom. So I just took them on to try and keep them up. But yeah, I'd say that's probably fair. Like they still had players like um, uh, Egan, O'Connell, and Strum. Like all the the older Sheffield United boys were all there. It was just a case I of yeah, trying to yeah, just getting their confidence up and swapping a couple of them on. That was that was it. Interesting, very interesting. Um, so I think we're going to wrap up with some. We'll cut some questions in a minute from from the Discord um, channel. So if it, any, anyone ever wants to uh, ask questions or uh, want you want something brought up, any topics or anything like that, uh, chuck it on the Discord or, or PM Daryl or myself, and yeah, we'll bring it up on on the podcast. But um, just something I was going to just uh, ask you, Daryl. It's something I was thinking about for a future podcast. Was if anyone wants to come on and maybe because myself, I'm not currently in one two one. I'm yeah, maybe, maybe might take a I might take you up on that, Daryl, with uh Sparta. You got me ticking on it, yeah. Of all the teams, um, like that probably be the only one that you funny. can put a bit of story behind it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's tempting. But uh yeah, so if anyone wants to come on and you know have like a little interview, but then like yeah, we could go through your whole turn. If anyone fancies that, maybe we could do something there. Could could be could be an interesting one. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, jump straight into the questions. Um, first one, uh, Carlos has asked, has Daryl been able to find me those OnlyFan bum Any Anytime, anytime. Don't be shy, just text me, just, ask me. Don't have to put it in public. He doesn't, in speak, in, he doesn't speak in, in private. He gives it all to big and out loud. I bet he's never seen an actual bummo in his face in his lifetime, has he? Bless him. Other than his <laughs> sisters. Probably his sisters. I, That's about it. Uh, yeah, at the family glory hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anytime, though, uh, it... Carlos, message me. You can have <laughs> Hashtag bumholes. Yeah. Um, Ian bum Hall's hole. asked, uh, when you start a new game, what's the first thing you try to get? I like to make a solid CB, uh, centre-back pairing as well as good goal-scoring strikers. Uh, yeah, let's uh, go to you, Daryl. How, a how spine. Do you, what do you... Goalkeeper, centre-back, centre-mid, striker, target man sort of thing. I make the spine. That's the first four things. Normally try and get experienced ones. Did it with Sturm Gratz. Ah, Sturm Gratz I got. um, Who was the kid? Was it Bucky? Bucky, I think. I remember. I think I had him for a bit. I can't remember which one I had. Some German. But he was rubbish. Do you remember when I was like, when I kept complaining about him? Yeah, it was... B-U-K, yeah, Bucky. And then I got Anua, and I got Nocarino, the Italian, and eventually, obviously, Armstrong, but Suarez to start with. Got those really and quick. I got, and I got Carius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. I went well. Like the first, I put presents on him, because I thought he was going to be shit. I put presents on him, and like the first first game I had, I used him with the presents on him. It said, like, it went straight, the ball went straight between his hands. So I was like, fucking course it did. <laughs> <laughs> um how about you set i mean well i'll just quickly before i chuck it across uh yeah i i'm pretty similar to you Daryl. i like um i like good wide forwards i always build build on that um sort of good center backs and you i i like i do like having a good center midfielder i think they keep your team ticking over yeah you know um center mid for anchor man's really important to me as well just just because obviously you don't play an anchor man you can get absolutely abused um how about yourself andy um, yeah, I think I think I've always done spine. Um, I think try and get that nice quick centre back in early. Um, I think that's always been a priority. I mean, seeing how one twenty one went with this whole speed scenario, it's kind of changed my approach, so to speak. So now, on for instance, one twenty two, I've put a priority on to making sure I've got ten speed wing backs and forwards. Um, and I think if you can get them early, because in some games they can be at premium earlier on, because yep. people don't have the points to up speed and do what they want to do. True. Um, so yeah, try, if you can pick up some a, a few decent, you know, wing backs. I guess if you're playing left, right, mid, with ten speed, if you can pick them up forwards, that's kind of the way I've gone about it this time. You know, I'd rather sacrifice 
stronger player for that 10 speed because knowing that's going to benefit me going forward. Gotcha. Fair play, mate. Uh, and how about you, Reese? How, how, yeah, how do you approach it? I, I'd probably look at the same bit, build the spine. Um, probably like centre back or anchor man. Maybe an anchor man. I'd probably put most of my effort into that and stick points on them. But actually, listening to Andy there is a good point, actually, because I think it's a lot more harder to come by like 10 speed wing backs. Uh, I've definitely noticed that in, in 1 2 2, like I'm struggling for wing backs, but then it's like there's always you know, ample amount of centre-backs or centre-mids on the transfer list and stuff. So, yeah, I'd yeah. probably approach it differently, mm. actually. I'd probably look at wing-backs now and securing them first. It's a good shout. Nice. Give yeah. me up, Rick. I've got five ten speed uh, wing-backs. I might be able to help you out. Nice, yeah, yeah. It's if he sends his ten, Reese, for the deals to go through, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not bitter at all. Um, and Amir's got two questions. He's put, uh, what are Reese's aims with uh, Sheffield United over the coming seasons? I'll go for that. Um, yeah, promotion would be would be nice. I think just, yeah, competing. Um, just trying to keep the motivation there to, to keep them going, I guess. Um keep some deals going just to keep it fresh you've done so well with them like you know it'd be it'd be it would be weird not seeing you seeing Sheffield United out to the end for me like because you you've literally turned around they were they were god awful when you took over yeah. you literally spun them around very very quick and as I say if you had taken over two or three turns before you would have stayed up that first season as well you know I 100% believe that with the form you was in yeah uh, yeah Lewis Lewis King's the same, isn't he? He takes a no, god awful team. And... No, it's still awful. It's still awful. <laughs> what are you talking about, Lewis? Man was in WhatsApp yesterday going about, I don't know, the fucking heat. And I was like, what is the bleeding obvious this boy's banging on about? Nah. Nah, that's a bad example. No, no. Just because he's doing quite well with QPR. Yeah. He's, a, he's, the, he's the first season guy, you know, that no one figures out that does really well. Watch season two and him get slapped about. You'll see. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, true. people I will it. figure him out. He oh, finds wow. a meta in season one, does well, and then he gets um, slapped what? about. You'll see. Okay, okay, so not not Lewis then, maybe Missile, yeah? Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Um, another another question we got was, uh, what's, what would um, what would everyone's dream player be for their side in 121 out of all the current players in 121 only? Oh. Do you know what? I, I think either, so for me, uh, my, my team was pretty set. I really liked my team. The only thing I probably bring like I could improve on is that centre I had a centre forward called Mong. So someone in the middle, so probably like Zawada, okay. like you were saying. Um uh, Andy, that Zawada was a fucking yeah. beast. Uh, or Armstrong at your at your uh, Stem Gratz, Berardi at City, someone like that, someone who could sit in the middle and just be devastating. Like someone higher away in P V than my lad was, but Mong was quality for me. He did the job. But yeah, uh, someone like that would have been um, for me, uh, how about yourself, Reese? Um, I think someone like Berardi or or like Werner. I think that was that was what like I really liked about Inter when nice. it came up. So it was like exactly the way I wanted to play. And I was looking at the players, thinking, oh, I, I, you know, I would have loved like Werner or even the, like the wing backs, Gaia. Um, I think he's like forty PV. I would have loved them at Sheffield. So when yeah, when Inter yeah. came up, I, that's, yeah, that's the way I want to play. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably say I'll go with Berardi because I've got Inter already. So Berardi, I think. Cool. Um, Andy? Yeah, mine would probably bring, to bring back the Mallorca Judas. Rodri. Rodri. <laughs> not, not bitter about him at all. But yeah, if, if letting him go was just... It was gutting, but what, as soon as they tell you they want to go and that his performance drip, dipped, I knew I had to. But yeah, yeah definitely. The blood and Judas, I, I'd bring him back all day long. Oh, poor Andy. <laughs> poor Andy. Oh. <laughs> the sympathy coming, the honest yeah, sympathy oh. coming from Daryl staggering. Oh. Uh, how about yourself, uh, Daryl? There were certain players that I've always I've really wanted, and I got two of them. So I'm guessing the third one would be Haller from Callum. I always wanted Haller. I know Armstrong's been great, 
and oh, like okay. swap it in. But yeah, I always wanted Halla. Like I just felt like that was the target Beast. man for me. You know, I can't yeah. complain about Armstrong. Armstrong's been amazing, but um, yeah, Halla was always the most wanted. And of course, I would have said Sicarella, but I finally got him. So <laughs> fair enough. And uh, the last question uh, is from Amir again. Barring barring joining Jay's uh, WhatsApp group, what advice would you give for any newbies joining for the first time? Read the rule book. I, I suppose that's yeah. But like, that's, read that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't. I don't. I think we said it like last week. We've had it. Like, you don't say it because it's just like, oh, it's like a cop out answer. There's so much stuff in there that even. When Freddie was saying bits of it the other day, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I forgot that." You, honestly, I, I was. I, read so I listened. It obviously, I do listen to the part. I was so surprised you two didn't know about the one thousand. No, time. Like, not a clue. Change the formation thing. I was just like, "What the fuck?" I've done that like <laughs> literally straight off the bat. <laughs> didn't know. Right, the, other, didn't know. the other thing is use the wealth of experience available to you. There's so many experienced oh, good well, managers. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're struggling. Yeah. I'm more than happy to help. You've just got to ask a question. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I would agree with all of those. Um, I think they're all good bits of advice. Another one I would sort of say is if someone sort of, if you're new and someone says, you know, look, look at your team, I might, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, and then sort of says, you know, I'll, I'll take him off you. You don't need that sort of thing. I, I would, I'd always question it because I'm like, if someone's really after one of your players, why are they after them? Probably for a good reason. Probably because they are really good. You know, you might not see it yourself, but it could be like someone who's young, hasn't quite got the OA, but maybe has the PV and the untrainables. So you always keep an eye. If someone wants one of your players, even even if it's just a normal transfer swap, question it. Question it yourself before you agree. Have a think of. Don't do a snap judgment. Yes, that's you know. Let's do that deal. Have a think about it because you could be swapping someone who could be immense. You know that that would be my sort of bit. How about yourself, Reese? Yeah, hundred percent. I I'd agree with with all that. Like, for me, it was reading the rule book. Just going back to that, um, and I, one thing I would say is like like you said, Andy, the community is really good. Like, I know I can ask, well, any any of you boys for advice, and you'd help me. Like, you won't probably won't give me the answer, but you'd make me think about it or, or question myself again I about it. Give you anything? To be fair, I'm a shit house. <laughs> well, um, but, yeah, not not rushing into deals would be another one because I, I I fucked up when I took over um, Sevilla the first time. I I yeah, right way rush way into it. Um, so yeah, just take yeah. the time. I think we all can be a bit nice. guilty of that yeah. sometimes. Do you know? I think there's probably yeah. games where all of us could say there's a couple of deals at the beginning of stuff where we're like fuck. Like I mean, some games where you just desperately trying to fill some holes, you know, when you take over that first team and you're really close to like your preferred formation. So you rush a couple of deals of something that if you'd held on, you could have got a much better deal for, you know what I mean? Like there's, there is, I think we've all been guilty of that over our time. Indeed. And and I think we're going to, we're going to wrap up there on, on that Daryl, but with one final thing, uh, speaking of something you just said there about filling holes, uh, I sent you a (laughs) meme. I sent you a meme over the weekend. (laughs) And it was about it, it was about something like chocolate syrup around someone's bum hole, and I just sort of thought of you other with the bum hole so sort of thing. What you, I, I, you sent me? And you said you said to me, <laughs> remind me about uh, the Isle of Wight. So go ahead. So you sent me Jesus, what you mean, lick chocolate syrup of a woman's butthole, right? Which I thought yeah. butthole comments, but it made me think. So a few years ago, I went to Isle of Wight with uh, a, the girl I was seeing at the time, Marie, I think her name was, and we were staying in this hotel. And we had a really good first day, sort of, you can walk around Isle of Wight in about three hours, you know? And it was a really nice afternoon. Anyway, evening comes and we just, we go wild. Like, fucking wild. I don't know what had happened. Weren't even particularly drunk. I was still drinking at the time. And there is, there's chocolate sauce everywhere, being licked off everything that fucking moves. We're literally throwing each other around this hotel room, right? All night. Pass out about four, about half seven. The phone rings. Now, we both woke up because the phone was so close. We assumed it to be ours. And it wasn't. It was the person next door's, right? The walls were that thin. (laughs) And then literally as we're like, oh, no. Like, she would have heard everything. 
The door knocks, right? The door knocks, and we're like, uh, no, because there is like chocolate sauce on both of us still. There is condoms, every there's carnage, sex carnage, right? The door knocks, and we're like, uh, no, we're okay, thanks. And he comes in, the chef and a fucking butler come in with breakfast because it's breakfast in bed, and they're just stepping over all of this stuff. Uh, oh, you know, when you're just like, oh, please, this is not happening. Uh, yeah, it just made me think of that. Because then what's funny is we went to dinner to like try and make peace with the hotel next evening. They sat us in the <laughs> middle of the restaurant and all the other rooms that were at dinner were all sat around the edge. It was like we were just put on display. Oh, it was COVID, so COVID grim. lockdown. <laughs> oh, it was grim. But yeah, like how clear that the noise was. Oh, the whole hotel must have heard what me and her got up to, you know. And then the man and the chef walked in with two plates of breakfast. Oh, it's just... Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good. But yeah, chocolate sauce got licked off of buttholes that night. That's for sure. That's what made me think of that. Well, there you have it. <laughs> on, on, on that, on that glorious bombshell, we're uh, we're we're uh, end it there. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you all soon. <laughs>